Okay, welcome everybody. It is Michelle Page here coming with you live here with uh, my special guest. I have Shu Halegra. Some of you may remember I had a chance to speak with Shu and shared her interview with me about a year ago or so. And at that time she came in here, I had asked her to, to speak about um, managing and, and handling um, you know, our kids that have ADD or ADHD. But today I asked Shu to come back because I have something else that I want her to share Share and kind of speak with everybody about another interesting topic. She was just a, an amazing woman. She is the owner of Grace and Hope Consulting. She is a counselor, a, a, a professional counselor by training. She has so many coaching programs and degrees and certifications um, that I can't list them all. So, but just know she's highly qualified. So whenever I bring her on here, just know that she's just not somebody I just randomly found. <laughs> She's somebody who I, I know, I trust her expertise. She has plenty of training and she's a, just such a wonderful person. So thank you so much again for, for joining me here, Shu. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Shu. I love, love hanging out with you. So this, is, <laughs> this is a pleasure and an honor. Yeah. So today I wanted you to come in because um, you run a program, an online coaching program, which is different than a counseling program for teen girls, specifically on managing their feelings. And I really wanted to kind of give you the opportunity to speak to the moms in our group here mm -hmm. about what that difference is between counseling and coaching. Because so often, I'm sure you see here in the group, moms, you know, share their challenges and their difficulties with their children. And many times, moms you know suggest go to counseling you need a therapist and yet from my perspective and i'm sure from your perspective a lot of times we see that it's actually not so much the counseling per se that they need but they actually need some coaching skills mm -hmm. so why don't we just start off by clarifying what's the difference because you do both you have certification mm -hmm. and degrees in both so mm -hmm. clarify what is that difference between counseling and coaching yeah, sure. So in uh, a nutshell, I mean, I, we can talk about this the differences forever, but in a nutshell, the difference between counseling and coaching is that counseling looks at what happened in the past. It helps you process, you know, painful situations, painful um, problems from the past. And then based on that, then helps you, gives you the coping skills to deal with life right now, mm -hmm. right? With coaching, we're looking at moving forward. I, I just saw somebody... <laughs> Thinking out there. Uh, so with, with coaching, we're looking, moving forward. Like, this is where I'm at right now. How do I get to where I want to be in the future? So counseling, usually it's not future oriented. You know, it's healing from the past, most likely. Like 99% we focus on the past, which we need both. Because if you if people are dealing with trauma, dealing with, you know, severe depression. Okay, Daniel. Sorry, I have to stop this <laughs> recording again. Sorry. Hi, honey. Oh, that's how you know this is all unscripted <laughs> <laughs> right when you you have them all said and then things happen mom life right so what i was saying yeah with with uh, counseling we're going back to the trauma we're going back to dealing with problems in the past we're trying to find healing from it you know making sense of what had happened to us and then finding you know strength and you know to cope with what's happening right now in the moment like okay what how do i 
move on from my pain from the past. And some counselors will merge the two and there's nothing wrong with it, you know, giving some coaching as well to so start planning for your future, you know, moving forward after trauma, after, you know, uh, difficult situations. But with coaching, we're really looking at the future. It's like we're very future oriented. Here's where you're, right now is your point A and we're working again at point B. Does that make sense? So in a nutshell, that's what I, what's, that, that's the main difference. Yeah. So I guess if we want to give it almost in a situation where our moms with their teenage daughters are right now is, you know, they, ha- they act out. Maybe they're being very disrespectful and talking back and giving an attitude to the mom. Where mm-hmm. in counseling and therapy, what you do is you look back into their childhood, perhaps, and see where did this all start from? What, what made them start behaving this way, feeling this way? So that would be counseling. But in coaching, what you do is you look at that behavior of being sassy and talking back and say, okay, instead of acting like that, let's choose a different behavior. Am I understanding that correctly? Yeah, yeah. And that's so with, if, with that example, if I go focus mainly on the counseling piece of it, you'd be looking, okay, what are some issues in the past that caused this child to act out? So we're looking at you know, emotional wounds are never healed. We're looking at, you know, um, family dynamics that are, you know, maybe not healthy, like all the over triggers, right? We, we try to define and make sense of what's, hap- what's causing this, the source of it. And then from that, it, you know, we're trying to have the, have the family create a, a, you know, a plan and behavior plan, you know, you know this is you know, the rewards and this is what will happen if they do X, Y, and Z. This is how you reward them. This is how you, you, know, you help them behave better if you want. But with coaching, the difference is, you know, we'll look at the same situation and say, this is where you are right now. Is this how you want to be treated in the future? Is this kind of the life that you want to live moving forward? You know, you, right now you're a teen, but if you keep acting like this, obviously you're not happy. You want to live in this unhappiness for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, we hopefully the teen will say no and realize that this is impacting her more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. So then we start, we start literally, you know, not just looking at the future, but giving them the tools they need to change that behavior. Mm-hmm. You know, so we I literally, you know, we, we look at, you know, what is, what is she trying to communicate? And then we work at, you know, f- f- finding the right words for her in her own words, own, you know, personality and giving her the tools to be more assertive. And then how they, can she use that, you know, the same assertiveness at home and how can she, that transfer to in school? How does that transfer with friends in the community? Mm-hmm. So you're literally building her up for the future because those skills she's going to need for the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. Right. We're not just, you know, fixing the family right now and then saying, OK, now that you guys all heal from the problems from the past, everybody's better. No. Then what, what do we do from here? And mm-hmm. that's the, I, as much as you know, I love being a counselor and I know it's needed. I needed both. What I, you know, I, I guess what I don't like about counseling is that when we only focus on the past and people get stuck there. That's why I say people in counseling for years after years after years. They're like, okay, what's the, you know, when will this end? (laughs) You know, it's like, when will you actually get that life back and move forward and, you know, be all that you, you know, you're meant to be? Mm -hmm. When we start enjoying life, like, we have to see the evidence that this counseling is working, Mm -hmm. you know. But then you see sometimes people will heal from the past, they deal with the issues now. I mean, they feel depressed. Why are you feeling depressed? They deal with it. And then they go leave counseling. Five years later, they're back right there. It's like, are we not, you know, there's more tools that we give people in, in coaching, I think, that, you know, it impacts people for the future, like really, you know, lays out, you know, for them that trajectory, if you want, you know, of what life would be like and look like if they have all the skills and strength and, 
tools that they need to be successful in life. So let me, let me backtrack a little bit. You said something um, that really kind of piqued my, my interest here. You said, if the, che- if the teen recognizes their unhappiness. So as a mom, you've got this like kid that's bringing, you know, a real pain in the neck. <laughs> And you just can't stand anymore, whether or not it's a messy room or the back talk or the whatever behavior it is. How do you then, obviously it's not going to happen in the moment of when you're like at your wit's end, but how do you then entice your child to enroll in a program like the one that you run, which happens to be online? We'll get to that in a minute, but how do you entice a child to do that? Because I like the words that you just used, where you also said that you're preparing them for the future. So, um, you know, as a, as a teenager, I don't think that they understand what that really means. And as a mom, you really do want to equip them for the future, but yet you're not really sure how do you present this to them in a way that doesn't sound like they're going to therapy. Because so many kids, and I'll use my own kids as an example, they don't want to go to therapy. No. So that's why I love the coaching model. So even presenting to a kid, you know, as using the analogy of a sports team, mm-hmm. see, you know, for a football team to go to, you know, the nationals, they have to, they have a coach, they do practices and then the coach helps them, gives them advice and shows them what they need to tweak, how they can improve so that they can be the best to win that game. Right. Mm-hmm. So with coaching, we're doing practices, we're giving you, you know, strategies and tweaking things about your, you know, what I do with the emotional coaching, you know, giving strategy, how you can, you know, improve your overall um, feelings, how you feel your well-being, but also so that, you know, in the future, you can address life challenges better, right? And then a good example, it's like, you know, taking people in your life, you know, which you're not trying to put family members down, for example, but take real life example, because our, our kids need concrete stuff, like things they can say, yeah, as I see this, I don't like this, right? So just maybe even saying, okay, right now your room is messy all the time. It doesn't bother you. What happened when you go in the dorm in college, and this is how your section of the dorm is, what you think your, your friends will see. Mm-hmm. And then like at this age, especially in the teenage, just so you know, so that gets overwhelmed with what people will think of them and see of them, you know, and we don't want them to be there. That's what, again, this coaching program helps. But in that moment, we want them to see that even as, as adults, we want to have a healthy image of ourselves, but also project a healthy image in front of others, mm-hmm. you know. And if you have someone who, a kid who loves being healthy, like my own child, I use, like, coaching is really strength-based. So you use the one thing that's important to them. Something that, you know, they really care a lot about. My daughter cares a lot about health and safety. She's like really, you know, the athletic here in this house. She loves being healthy. She loves eating healthy. So I tell her, when your room is messy, do you know how many germs are here? Should we take a, you know, microscope and look? She's like, oh, no. <laughs> I said, okay, just think of it that way, right? So the, on, honestly, me for all of us, we only do things that, things that, we only change things in our lives that do bother, bother us, right? If I'm happy with it, if I, if, if I don't see a problem with it, I'm not going to work on it, right? If I like my weight, I don't want to work on my weight, right? If I, like, if I like my clothes, I'm not going to change my wardrobe. If I like my car, I'm not going to change my car. Mm-hmm. So we have to get to the point where we feel discomfort with it in order to want to change it. So with working with your teen is helping them to see the discomfort that this behavior or this situation will create if it's not changed. 
And that's what empowers them not to want to change it. Mm-hmm. And tell them, I won't always be here. You know, when you don't, I'm not going to be there to rescue you. I'm not coming to college to clean your room. You have to deal with this with your friends. Mm-hmm. So what will you do then? Mm-hmm. You know, so really put, you know, you want to you know, show them, I guess, what the consequences will be if it's not changed, but also empower them to change it. Make them realize they're the one that have to do the work. And I tell them that from even day one in the coaching program, I said, I'm here to walk with you on this journey to help you be stronger emotionally, mentally, but I am just your guide. I'm just a coach. You do the work. You know, I can't kick the ball for you if we are, you know, (laughs) on the football uh, field. You have to do it. But I'll tell you how to do it, when to do it, when to rest, right? I cannot provide the guidelines and the, the strategies, but they still need to be the one doing the work in order to reap the benefits of the program. And I like that the way you um, vis- help me visualize that by, you know, really giving an example of a, of a sports coach, because that's something, even if we've never played a sport ourselves or never been a part of a team, we all understand what a, a sports team coach does, how they don't actually do the work for the players mm-hmm. and the athletes, but they instead advise them and say, make this change, make that change, do this, do that. Instead of, you know, rehashing what they did when they were eight years old and how they actually learned how to play it and how, why that was all wrong, right, right. <laughs> where they are now and help them get to a, a better state. And that's really what you do as a mm-hmm. coach. And of course, you combine that, like you said, with your, your skills and your expertise and your professional training as a, a counselor. So can you give me, and I hate to put you on the spot right now, but can you um, think of maybe an instance of one of the the teen girls that you've worked with um, that's kind of come to you, maybe a little resistant and unwilling, but yet she came anyways, um, whether Mm -hmm. her mom forced her to or whatever the circumstances were. Um, And then just explain, you know, how maybe the changes that she saw in herself about the day one when she started with you to the time when she left, because it's a finite program that you're offering, correct? Yeah, yeah. It's only six weeks. It's not into the end of the world, (laughs) because that's, again, my point. It's like I give you them the tools they need, and I let them fly. Mm -hmm. And I tell them, you know, if you need a booster, you know, they know how to reach me and get a booster. Mm -hmm. If they're going through something that, you know, it's really challenging, they think, okay, now I really need to counsel because I think those things are not resolved. We can do that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so with an example of a girl, I'm thinking like the last time I did this last year, um, I, had a, I had a girl come in and she came in because she was part of a program, a nonprofit agency that actually was paying for her to be, be in the program, which was good, great and nice of them to do. Mm-hmm. But then she felt like she was forced to be there. And so it's the first time she's like, okay, I don't want to be here. And she wasn't saying it, but you can just sit down on her face and, you know, didn't want to participate at all. So I did exactly what I just shared. I was like, okay, so this is what the program is, is this is why I do this. And this is what I'm going to offer. And, you know, to kind of lay out the, the features of the program and the advantage of taking the program. And I say, so if you were not, if you weren't required to be here, do you think this is something that will help you? And then the, you know, she stopped. She's like, I think so. I said, okay, so let's then look at not thinking about who sent you here. What if you just work on you? Something that if you no, know, be here and do, do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. You do as much work as you want, but just remember, the, as you put a little bit of effort, you get a little bit of result. If you put a lot of effort, you get a lot of result. So I will just put it back on her. So the first session, that's about how I got out of her. 
And again, since it's a group program, she she was although she didn't participate as much, she was learning by you know learning from the other girls as well. Like the, I was still presenting the whole program. There's a curriculum that I created and we follow, but then the kids get to share a lot. That's part of the program. It's not just me. You know, it's not a lecture. You know, there's a format that we follow, but there's a lot of sharing time and the exercises that we do together. And then assignments they do afterwards to get, get give them a chance to practice. So then she heard from everyone. And then the second time she came, I was surprised. She actually had a homework done. She, you know, uh, was answering questions and asking questions to the over teens. And she wasn't sharing as much about her own life by sharing about, you know, asking questions about the over kids. But I, I, I quickly understood that was her way of learning. She wasn't comfortable sharing, which was fine, but she was still gathering so much information for the program. Mm -hmm. And then by week three, there was just a whole, a whole new person. Now she, not only she did the homework like the previous week, but then this time she was ready to share. And she said, you know, and she even openly said, I didn't like being here, but I, now I found out that being here, I found out that I'm not alone. I'm not the only one struggling with these things. There's over kids like me. And I don't, I don't have to feel bad about feeling this way, mm -hmm. but I can work on it and be happier and, you know, be able to make friends and be, and have, it's just to be at peace at home because at home, I, you know, I'm always arguing with my mom because she always makes me do things. Mm -hmm. And so it was coming out of her on her own. Mm -hmm. And after at the end of the program, so we do, we do a, an assessment in the beginning with the youth to kind of see where they are just in you know, with the emotional wellness. And then we do it at the end. And it's amazing when you do the same test at the end and see how they're more assertive, more confident, more respectful. And then I ask the parents the feedback as well. So every parent gets to sign a consent. I don't just take, even the ones who came to me for an agency, the parents still had to sign a consent for the kids to be there. So the parents know exactly what we're covering. Mm -hmm. And um, where I have the, so I have the parents email as well. So you know, checking with them, how is it going at home? Anything you want me to you know, touch on what, uh, for the next session? So it's not just supporting, you know, working with the child, but it's literally supporting the whole family. Yeah, and I and I think that's really important for um, the moms to hear too, because you know, there everybody here is part of this moms group, this community where you get this community support and everybody's mm -hmm. feedback and experience, and that's exactly what you're offering in this program for the teen girls. Um, for them is a group setting where there are other teens their own age going through the exact same issues and you really get to see a side of people that you wouldn't normally know about and it's a safe place too because I you know what I found it's a lot easier to share with strangers than it is to share with people I know so she right, right. the girls are usually much more willing to really open up Right, right. And it's online. So it's honestly, you have someone from, I don't know, Wisconsin, somebody from Michigan, <laughs> somebody from Pennsylvania. It's like the, the odds of them ever meeting face to face is very slim. Mm -hmm. But then also the beauty of it is that at the end, like by the end of the program, these girls form friendships. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I, and I tell them it's not up to me to decide who, you know, who you can connect with. It's up to your parents. But if you guys want to share contacts afterwards, that's, you know, I, I don't, force people to do that. Mm -hmm. But I've also seen them build friendships through this program, knowing that I have a friend in, you know, elsewhere who knew exactly what I'm going through and who knows the same skills. And like, just imagine if your, your daughter is right now, you know, dealing, being overwhelmed with feelings, doesn't know how to express her feelings or how to share them in a healthy way. And then she meets people who go over girls who are struggling with the same thing. They work for it together. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the program, she has this friend that who, not only knows her, respects her, values her, but who can support her and has the exact same 
coaching program, all the tools that we talked about, you know, it's like it's creating a support system for, you know, long term. And that's that's the beauty of it. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, and we, all of us, we said nobody wants to share with, you know, family, family or friends you already have. And then knowing that afterwards, you know, they can build friendship and it's a safe place. Like I tell, the, I tell all the girls from the day one, what is said here stays here. I said, just like you will not want me to be sharing, you know, your story out, outside, you don't share somebody else's story. And I say, if you must share for like when I'm doing an interview, give an example, never share the name, never share, you know, details about who this person is. Mm-hmm. You can share the story and how the person changed or what helped them or what didn't help them. So we learn from it. And so from the get-go, we, set, we really set the foundation that we're all here on equal ground. We're all learning. And even as I do this, um, with the girls, I do the, the exercise that I gave them for the program. We do them together. And in doing so, I'm telling them I'm working on myself as well because I want to be as healthy emotionally and mentally healthy and strong as I can be. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, well, you're a counselor. You, you know, you do this. I said, I know. But what keeps me well? Because I keep doing it for myself as well. So just to give you, and it, it, it kind of helps the girls realize I'm, it's not, I'm just not this 13, 14, 15-year-old girl who's struggling. But if I learn to do this now, then I don't have to struggle struggle with this when I'm 30, 40, 50. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I think some really key points that you you shared is that you know it's a finite program, six weeks, and you just shared the example of the one girl who really you you saw a difference and she was noticing a difference herself by mm-hmm. week three. That's yeah. that's a really I mean, knowing what traditional therapy looks like, you don't usually see massive results for, or feel massive results within three weeks. So I think that's really important for parents to recognize and moms to realize that because it's coaching and not counseling, there are some real applicable skills that um, are communicated and shared with the girls. And because of their own support group, the transformations can occur so quickly. And then, you know, it it ends in six weeks. It's a month and a half of time because you meet once a week. Is that correct? It's once a week. Yeah. So we meet once a week, usually for an hour. I tell them to plan for an hour and 15 minutes, just because sometimes if someone is really sharing towards the end, I don't, I won't cut them off because we're off the clock. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do structure the course, you know, for an hour, but I tell them to plan for like an hour and 15 minutes. That way too, if people have like, you know, soccer and dance, you know, things to go to, they can have a buffer, you know, kind of helps them plan as well. Mm-hmm. So that was running five minutes, you know, behind or five minutes, you know, late so that they don't, you know, they don't feel like they're going to be late for the next thing. So yeah, I set them to plan for an hour and 15 minutes, but it's set for one hour, once a week. And did the teens like it too, because it's not like, oh, it's not this thing I have to do every single day of the week. Mm-hmm. And even when I give them assignment, I say, you don't have to do the assignment in one sitting. Like you don't have to sit down and do it and finish it right there. You can do 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. And for them, it makes it, makes it easier, but they don't. And then I tell them why I say that. It's not just to make it easier and because I know they have lives, but it's to teach them that self-care, not just physical self-care, but mental and emotional self-care is built on, you know, little step-by-step, little, every, every minute counts. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm little, you know, even through the assignment, I'm teaching them the skills of taking care of themselves every day. And they, 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 no, they do, and it becomes a second nature. It's like, oh, yeah, I did. I took minutes, like last, the first week we talk about um, naming or, naming or, or emotions or feelings. So we, and then we do go through this series of exercise scenarios for them to see how they'll feel doing that, you know, if that had happened to them. And, some, and then you see your girl share. Yes, it did happen to me. It happened to my friend. It happened to my sibling. And we you know, kind of share how that made them feel and what they wish they had done differently. 
And that just sets, kind of sets the foundation for the whole program. Say, so this is how the program is run. It's now you coming to a lecture, you know? So we do an exercise together and then we, you know, we debrief from it, what we learn from it. And by through that first exercise, they learned that it's okay to share feelings. It's okay to say, I'm mad. You know, and there's no wrong, there's, there's no, you know, right or wrong feeling. There's no negative or, no, or positive feelings per se. It's literally, it's what we do afterwards well, for feelings. That's what, you know, becomes an issue. So for the program, they're learning like to label their feeling, literally, and I give them permission to do that. I say, if you're not, you know, used to doing this, it could be hard. So we go for different series because they can actually, you know, be able to call things or what they are. You know, I feel I'm mad. And then, you know, I, I was upset and I felt jealous. I'm like, use those words in here to save place. You know, and then once you start with that from the first week, every week they get to now just, it kind of built up on, on each other. Like they learn to label the feelings and then we look at, okay, what's underneath? So you're mad. No, that's the anger, but that's, there's something that's causing the anger. Now let's look at what's causing the anger, you know, and then they realize, okay, well, maybe what's causing the anger because I like, I like things to be a certain way. I want to control certain things and I don't have control over that. So then we go again, very strength-based. Okay, how can you have control as much as you can, but also be realistic because none of us has control over everything, right? So it's like, it's really, although it's a program, it's a curriculum, you know, that, you know, that I kind of have like the framework for it, but each core, if you want, is really different because I really cater to each one of the girls, you know, needs, mm -hmm. you know? And, and so if somebody doesn't, has an issue with anger, we won't be spending that much time on anger. We'll, you know, I will present it and kind of see the ways to deal with it, but I won't spend like a whole hour on it if somebody's really dealing with jealousy or dealing with, you know, a sadness or whatever that emotion is that the, it's, the, it's a struggle for them. That's what we really spend most of our time on. But the first session kind of sets the foundation. Like, you know, it's a safe place. We talk about everything and anything in here. Mm -hmm. And I think um, just a word that kind of popped in my head, you know, when you're talking to your teen and you want to present this to, to her is that maybe using the term instead of program is maybe just saying that it's an, it's an interactive workshop because that really sounds more like what it is where they're not just listening to you talk, but they're actually coming in there, they're participating and they're really, they're engaged, which I think yeah. is very different than just sitting there and listening. So moms, if you're watching this and this is something that you sounds of interest to you, that might be one way to approach your daughter um, about trying this program and enrolling in it is that it's not a program, it's a workshop. It's a hands-on, dig in, kids her own age, sharing. It's only for six weeks um, and to try it out, um, check it out. Now, Shu, where can people find you and more information? Obviously your website and I'll share a link. Um, to yeah. And what's this specific program called? So it's called Dealing With My Feelings. Dealing with my feelings. That's okay. why, then, because that uh, that's a, a term that teens can relate to, you know. Um, so yeah, dealing with my feelings, and again, it goes for one for six weeks, and then each week in the for an hour. Um, right now, I'm offering them on Thursdays, and the next core will probably we start the week after um, the week after after Easter. So it turns to the end of April. End of April. Okay. Yeah. All right. And uh, to find me, like yeah, the website graceandhopeconsulting.com, but also on Facebook under Grace and Hope Consulting. Um, I'll usually it'll be posted there as an event or probably um, I'd pin to the top of the page, like whatever program is in session, you know, during that time period, it usually it's pinned to the top so you can click on there. But on the website, you know, it will be there as well to register. Yeah. Okay. 
All right, great. Well, thank you so much for spending time with me today and sharing with the moms in this group about this amazing program, this workshop that you run for the girls. I wish that I knew about it before um, my girls went through all of their issues. Yeah, really, you, yeah. I mean, it's, it's something I think that, that all teens should really be exposed to about managing their feelings. We all have feelings and learning yeah. how to deal with them, like you said, in the future, thinking ahead of dealing with them with respect and being assertive, but in a respectful way and realize that whatever you're going through, you're not alone. So right. thank you so much again for joining me, Shu. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care. Yeah, you too.